Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into our vinyl stuff, stuff we've picked up, stuff we've listened to. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, because I know you got nothing better to do, go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have, we even have a TikTok now. We made a TikTok, so go follow TikTok, us on TikTok, and that is Asinine Radio. We find us at Asinine Radio, so go do that. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Let us know. We'll send you the link. Got a phone number too. You could leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is five zero three eight nine three five three zero seven. So get into that, and um, yeah, keep listening. God, keep listening. That was a long. Do you hate yourself sometimes? Honestly. I know, I know, I know, but I gotta do it. I gotta. I know do you it. don't listen. You hear, but you don't listen. That's your biggest problem. So yeah, okay. I'll tell you that much right now. Wrong. I don't know anything about it. Words. All right. So, uh, so our fearless beer review. Yeah. Let's jump into that. What do you got today, Jeff? Go. I have a Hefeweizer. It's uh, it's it's this local Oak Creek Brewing Company. They're up there in the up there no in uh, Sedona, there, uh, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they have a bunch of beers in in. I don't think they name their beers. So so when they they do like an IPA, it's just called their IPA. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. They don't have like a like a mirror pond parallel. Deschutes is mirror pond parallel. And I think I kind of like that. I like when a brewery just names their their flagship, just what it is. Oak Creeks IPA. Oak Creeks Hefeweizen. Because I don't remember all these fucking stupid names. But then they but then they can only make one of one of each style. Right then, then we'll have to do like like I think they're called verticals or horizontals. I don't know a different type of IPA or something. But then I think okay. what you're losing with the naming is you're losing that branding with the name. So you, you're True. never gonna yeah. be, you're never gonna be like a national thing. You're never gonna have like, like your arrogant bastard. You're never gonna have something that that's marketable everywhere. I don't know who gives a True. fuck really. This is a Hefeweizer. What's <laughs> <laughs> the ABV on it? It's a uh, four point two. Okay, 4.5, no, 4. 14 IBUs. It's got hints of, of banana and clove, so I'm excited for that. Mm, okay. Um, it's I, like don't know, a, I don't know what the fuck clove is, but I do look, banana's my favorite fruit. It's delicious. Yeah, it's like a German half. has that banana that banana flavor. Uh, it's the Bavarian half. Uh, Bavarian whatever. Specific. You know what uh, uh, uh. Uh, whatever. Fucking guy over here. It smells like a Hefeweizer. I, I say Hefeweizer oh, because it was funny to hear all the people... Um, Mostly in like Southern California, who would order hefs at the bar, but pronounce it Hefeweizer, and then I would laugh every single time. I've never heard anybody say that, but I mean, you work in bars and restaurants. Are you get a Hefeweizer, and they go, hmm. yeah, <laughs> fucking gatekeeping asshole. I know. So you are. <laughs> All right, so I have uh, I have a uh, hazy IPA called oh shit, it's called Picnic Lightning. It comes from a brewery called Brewery West. And what's really annoying about this brewery is how they spell the word brewery. Brewery. Jesus Christ. Easy there, Tiger. It's, 
They spell it B R O U W E R I J. Oh, this is this place. Yeah, Brewery West. This is Mike, our friend of the pod, Mike. This is his favorite brewery. He loves this place. And everything I've had from them, I've enjoyed. So I haven't had this one. Uh, well, actually, I technically have. I had it a couple days ago. But oh. I saved it. I saved this an extra one for the pod. Uh, this is 6.8%. It's a hazy IPA. It pours out super creamy looking, nice and yellow with a tinge of orange. This is a perfect looking hazy IPA. So I'm excited for this. Always excited for for a good hazy. So uh, let's uh, let's get ready to uh, to drink. You ready? Yeah. Let's let's fucking tink right. him up, dude. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, so God, what do you... even does that? <laughs> I, I reminded myself of Ryan. That's some shit he would say. <laughs> All right. So what do you think of your uh, Hefeweizer? Um, <laughs> you should always call it a Hefeweizer now for forever. I think I'm, I think I'm going to, like, I, I can't get it out of my head now. Oh, it's so Very funny. stupid. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to write in my little notes or to, to tell you a little story about why that's so funny too, but I'll do it off, off air. It's nice to not to offend any, any, any people specifically that may listen to the pod. Okay. Hef- that's fair. Weiser. There we go. Yeah. So um, I, I, I usually don't like the Hefeweizers because I don't like that yeasty kind of that aftertaste. <laughs> so annoying. I just I just don't I just don't like it. Um, yeah, this is one yeah. of those beers. Like if you look up the the Oak Creek Brewing Company from Arizona, the label looks so generic. It looks so fucking just clip art, just Getty image. It is just the most basic of all like labels. There's nothing stand out about this. It mm. looks like Seven Eleven could have brewed their own <laughs> beer and then put it on this label. It just it just looks basic, You're right. right? It does. Yeah. It looks like it looks like some beer you would find like at the bottom of a shelf. At like Bevmo or Total Wine, yeah, like on a completely sale. forgotten about beer. <laughs> Probably been there for three years. That's what that's what that label looks like. Absolutely, but uh, <laughs> but this is good because it's not. There's not a whole ton of like like yeasty aftertaste in the day and yeast. yeast. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of yeast aftertaste in this, and I do, I do taste the bananas. I do. Okay, like a Bavarian half. Yeah, but it's it's honestly, I'm getting I'm getting runts banana taste not like actual mm. banana taste which i think works better in non-actual banana form because i like the i, I don't like banana runs in particular but i like that that flavor I like that kind of like fake banana taste like i like fake yeah. cherry taste i like fake watermelon taste true yeah i like, like I all agree these with you on that. all these fake fake fruit tastes i like and this is good i, I enjoy this this is a six pack of it so i'm gonna drink all of it i don't know if i'd get it again but if i was at a bar and they had it on tap. I might get it, just kind of like flex my, 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 my beer knowledge, my prowess, and, and I'd say, "Let me get one of them. Let me get one of them Hefeweizers." Hefeweizers, yeah. <laughs> so obnoxious. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I would do, I would do a solid two on this. I would do a solid two on this. Okay, cool, cool. All right, my uh, my hazy IPA from Brewery West. Brewery fucking stupid Slow name. Oh, oh. Brewery West. Uh, this is, this is very, very, I don't want to say fruity, but very juicy. It's a very juicy, well-rounded IPA, not really too much bitterness to it, which is perfect for this kind of beer. Um, not malty whatsoever. It's, it's really fucking smooth. Like I will say everything I've ever had from this, this particular brewery has been very, very good. 
So they they do put out quality quality beer. I kind of like the simplicity of their cans too. It's usually like just a, a plain silver can with like little circle labels on it with like a, maybe a little picture here and there. But otherwise, it's not like a normal looking can. So it kind of sets them apart from from other beer companies. So that I've always kind of liked that. Kind of makes it seem more bootleg almost. But I like it, and they put out good shit. So with that, with this hazy IPA, Picnic Lightning, I'm gonna have to give this 2.8 out of three. 2.8 out of three. And if you don't know our world famous rating system, three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're gonna continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So yes, a 2.8 out of three for me. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. <sighs> All right. So did Raul leave a uh, a review for yours? No. All right. So our boil, our boil, boil, <laughs> our boy Raul Mondesi did leave a review for mine. My picnic lightning. Oh damn. This comes from May 29th, 2018. This is what he wrote. Kind of like a summer rainstorm in Boston. It's pretty standard, cloudy, hazy, yeasty. Yeah, it's boring. Like your creative writing class if you forgot to smoke a bowl before it, but it's still okay for what it is. We're all going to add an addendum to this piece. Again, the main man doesn't think it's an end-all, end be-all elixir like Indiana Jones trying to take out Nazis, but it's pretty hot dog good. It is Raul Recommended. Ooh, what the okay. fuck is what? Raul Recommended. Oh, that's kind of Hot like dog good? Hot dog good. <laughs> There's a couple points in this review where I just I wasn't sure if I was reading it correctly because he throws in weird shit like that. Hmm. He's good. hot dog. So he, he gave this a four point one out of five on on Beer Advocate. Oh, I thought he would go for like a, a much lower of a score. It seemed like he well, was, the, he didn't like the it. addendum. Remember, he said oh, we're right. going to add an addendum to this piece. So he does. He did end up liking it. Damn, yeah, Raul takes his shit very seriously. Yes, and that's why we. That's why that's one reason why we read his reviews. That is week. true. That is true. Mad respect, Raul Monesi, sitting in a Cuban prison, <laughs> <laughs> writing peer reviews. <laughs> that's all he has time. That's all he can do. You know, yeah, in prison. No, that's, that's true. Better to that's do. True. All right, so let's move on from our fearless beer review to our vinyl stuff. Stuff we've listened to, picked up, and that leads into the songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? So uh, I didn't add this to my to my playlist just because I don't want to put you through this. But I, I recently bought like a massive lot of records, and a lot of it was just show tunes, just just either movie soundtracks or musicals, and a lot of it was mm-hmm. sealed. So it, it's selling really well on eBay or on on Discog, which is fucking so bizarre That's to me. That's insane. Like just stuff that I just never even heard of that is selling like hotcakes. But uh, one thing I found that was sealed and I've since opened and I'm going to keep for myself, but is uh, Joseph the Amazing Tactical the Dreamcoat. Don't you already have this? I do, but the copy I have is not this cool. The co- this, this one okay. has, I mean, first of all, it still has a shrink on it, so it still has like the original hype sticker. And nice. I think what I have is a different stage performance of it. And this is also a, a, an even more different stage performance of it. But this comes with a booklet with all the lyrics so I can follow along. And uh, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about it. I think there's only two, there's only two records that I, that I that I am thinking long term I'm going to collect a lot of, and that's mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Joseph means technically the Dreamcoat, and the other one is is uh, is that Knockers Up record. <laughs> Why? Just because it's the only thing that like Renee shows any kind of interest in and doesn't make fun of me for buying stupid records, and I think it's so funny. I, I don't Knockers understand. Up, baby. 
I didn't even listen to it. I should listen to it. I know. It's, like, it's a comedy album. It's not even an album album. It's probably not even funny. It Knockers was up. made in the 50s, 60s or something like that. 50s or 60s. It's probably not funny. But Why? Because it was a I, woman? That's fucked up. Is it a woman, though? I don't know. Yeah, Rusty Warren. Okay, I don't, I don't know who that is. You know what? I'm going to listen to it. I have like two copies in my garage. I'm going to listen to it next week. <laughs> I'll report back. All right. You do that. You do that. You do that. Next thing I so have what else you got? is uh, Pennywise. Pennywise Full Circle. I bought this one a while ago, and it's just been kind of sitting there waiting to get through again in my backlog. And uh, we did Pennywise, what was that, like three months ago maybe? Yeah, maybe sounds about right. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a fun episode. Their top albums are just fantastic. Everything else is literally the same fucking song 25,000 times. <laughs> I know. That was a tough week. But this, uh, I like this album. Oh. I, I, think, I think this was, this is like the first album by the band because Jason Thursk had died. And so they re-recorded uh, Bro Him as a tribute to Jason Thursk. And so this is kind of like the beginning of that iconic Pennywise sound. Minus your stupid album that you like so much. <laughs> um, but I like this. I like this a lot. I, I think this is a fun album. I think every song on here is in the same ballpark. Yes. Yes, I'll give you that. But it's still really fun. And it's every fucking song is just as fast and as aggressive as the one before it. And then it ends on that, that bro him tribute with the gang vocals that Pennywise does best. Their fans are coming in to record with them. And it's just, man, this is a good album. And it's on this really cool, like, like gray. It's a gray vinyl with black splatter. And it looks really mm-hmm. nice. And it sounds great. This isn't your song of the week? No. Oh, okay. Well, you did it in reverse. but Well, okay. I know. Then I texted you that the first song was my song of the week. Oh, I didn't see that text. But that's okay. Well, you don't check your text, apparently, so that's okay. <laughs> my next one I have here is, uh, is, is Waylon. More Waylon, baby. Uh, baby. Well, Waylon. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Going back to Pennywise real Pennywise, quick. Pennywise, go. That Pennywise song sounded like it could have easily been a gutter mouth song. It, w- it had the snottiness. Yeah. It had the speed. That was a really good song. I remember liking Full Circle, but it was just that week was just too much Pennywise. It was a lot of Pennywise. Way too much. Yeah. It was a lot but of Pennywise. Yeah, okay. and, and, and again, like Pennywise is tough because so much of it is just fucking identical. Yeah. Not even like it sounds the same, it is identical. Like you could <laughs> you could play songs from you know, their latest album and say, Oh, this is from their third album, like, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't I would believe it. <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe you should look into re-listening to this one uh, full circle. Maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I will. I, I know I, it was very very popular amongst fans, so maybe I will. I saw this one. I, when they did the full circle tour, eh, full circle tour for the 20th anniversary, 30th, 90th, I guess it would be the, I don't know. I saw it with, with friend of the pod, David, and another friend of the pod, Stephen Potts, and we saw him at the House of Blues, and it was uh, it had to be 2017 then, because it was 97. That would be yeah. 20 years, yeah. And God damn, man, these guys just fucking tear it up. And of course, it was at the new House of Blues, and so it's a bigger venue, and it was just it was just pure mayhem. Oh, and Pennywise, sure. Pennywise playing a show, playing a, a full circle in its entirety in Orange County, is just it's a recipe for disaster. It was just insane. <laughs> Good show though. Good show. Yeah. Good job. All right, yeah. so then Waylon Jennings. Yeah, more more Waylon. This is 70, 76, 1976. So this is uh, this is kind of in like the middle of the seventies here. He had a bunch of records after this. My favorite record came after this. Um, the one I chose a couple was it last week or a couple weeks ago? 
Yeah, last week? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, I think that one was right before this. It sounds very different. Yeah, this one this one has him kind of uh, this song specifically has him kind of just like rambling, and, and this is the this was uh, so I don't even know. So my record ends with this song, but I guess the actual show was a lot longer, and they released a special edition CD that has like the entire show, which is like two hours, and oh, shit. Uh, it's. It's fucking cool. It's really, really cool. There's a lot of kind of like joking around. A lot of that, like how great that Folsom Prison soundtrack is or album is until you listen mm-hmm. to the entirety of it. And then it's like, wow, that's even fucking better. Like that's yeah. that kind of feeling to it. You hear all these little, all these little clapbacks to Waylon and the, the crowd's like yelling stuff at him and he yells back and he jokes, takes a sip of his whiskey and keeps playing. So it's it's a lot of that type of stuff. Honky Tonk Heroes, that's the one I, I played a couple of weeks ago. But this is, yeah, this is yeah, a, yeah. several years after that one came out. And um, this I was, know, I, I enjoyed this one a lot more than the other song that you brought to the pod. This, the I forgot what the name of the song that you showed me this week or or today, but yeah, it's way better. This is this a really time. good song. This time. I I really liked it. This one's, it wasn't this, as goofy and honky, and I guess Honky Tonk as the other one. This song, this song in particular is cool because it was written by Waylon Jennings and a lot of stuff he does, and just country artists in general at the time, they didn't completely write their own songs, right? Other mm-hmm. people were writing for him, but this is, uh, this is his song. Like, he wrote this song, he ended it with, he ended the night with this, as far as my record is concerned, and I think it's great. I, it doesn't, it doesn't like do anything crazy, but it's just like good, solid country, man. It's just good, solid, outlaw country of the mid to late 70s. Yeah, I dug it. I really liked it. So maybe maybe I'm starting to jump on the Waylon Jennings bandwagon. Yeah. No. I got so I think every other week I'm gonna bring a Waylon Jennings here. <laughs> I'm kind of seeing like where you're where you're lining up into because I brought a Waylon a long time ago, the first Waylon ever brought, and you yeah. and that was still my favorite Waylon album that I've heard thus far, and you kind of liked it, and so I I think I'm I'm corralling you into the mid to late '70s Waylon Jennings. Okay, all right. And you know better than me, I guess. You know his music better than me. So, Oh, speaking of country music, I played uh, Buck Owens for Tammy. She yeah. loved it. She of loved course. it. How could you fucking not like Buck Owens? He's amazing. I know. he was. He's fantastic. But yeah, she loved it. She thought it was so cool. But anyway, I just thought that was a little side note. It's like, <sighs> okay. I don't know. I mean, he's what? just so cool. And, and there were times, I guess, in, in the audience would, would, maybe this was a thing, but they would, they'd always say, like, who are you? Who the hell are you? And then he would say, much like Johnny Cash would do it, he's like, I'm Waylon goddamn Jennings, and then start playing music. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so hardcore. I love so it hardcore. so much. It's so cool. So how many Waylon Jennings do you have now? Filed away, put away, I have three. Coming up, I have four more. Jesus Christ. I found a copy I you of had his, more. I don't know why. That's Seven. I thought I don't know why I thought you had like maybe twelve or thirteen. Oh God, not yet. Yeah, maybe you will. I do. I don't know. Maybe you'll I, purge most of them. I know for sure I have three. I, I'm I'm for sure going to collect as many as I possibly can because again they're not that expensive, and uh, I, I will eventually once my country section fills up, which is getting pretty close, I will uh, I'll, I'll purge most of them if not just like four of them then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited okay. about one coming up soon, though. Live at JD's, his first thing he ever did, recording and local Phoenix over here. All right, what year was that? That was early sixties. Yeah, or late fifties. Yeah. I think that was late fifties. Damn. But that one's that one's interesting because it's a live album, 
and it says live at JD's, but I don't think it was actually recorded at the venue JD's. It was recorded in a studio, and for whatever reason, it says live at JD's, but it's fucking expensive, and like a good copy of it is is a playable good copy is easy, 175, 200 bucks. Wow. And and it's like never one, been repressed or anything. Yeah, and it's gonna get repressed like now sooner. But I mean, I don't know. That's a lot. Holy I, shit for Waylon Jennings. I do have like an original of it. It was early sixties, not late fifties. I just oh, looked okay. at it. But I do have I do have like an original copy of it, but my jacket is beat to shit and the record is fucking beat up and I still pay twenty dollars for it. Wow. That's insane. It's I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> All right then. I kind I'm curious what that one sounds like. Because that's that's so expensive for a country record of that time. It has to be something special. I mean, you honestly, you're probably not. If you, if I, if I know what you are liking about Waylon, you're not gonna like it. It's more of the cleaner stuff, like Honky Tonk Heroes. But okay. even even like Honky Tonk Heroes is still a little bit more aggressive than what he was doing prior to that. From what I'm kind of okay. gathering, again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm no like Waylon, uh, end all be all here. I'm still new, dip my toes in the water here, but. I think that's what's happening. So the my my song of the week here, my my artist of the week, Obi Trice, no name, no gimmicks, is uh, Eminem, the Eminem show, and um, I I didn't pick uh, without what, what song is that? Without me, yeah, without, without me. me, that's a good song. Uh, the song I chose was Superman, um, but yeah, dude, without By me, Gold is a fucking banger sound. Fantastic. Yeah, without me, without me is a better song than Superman. Come That's on. not true. That's silly. Come on. So this Come is uh, on. this is this is the Eminem show. This is 2002. This is after Marshall Mathers LP. This is like his third album or fourth album if you count his first like fucking it's demo. It's his fourth EP album. Thing. It's not a demo. It was an album that he's embarrassed of. It's not. It's not. It's not that he was embarrassed of. It was an EP. He's embarrassed of it. That's why it's not streaming. It's hard to find. Because he's it was. It's 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 not an album. Fucking thirty minutes. That's an album. Twenty minutes. In? Nah. Thirty minutes is the same length as the Weezer's Green. Yeah, that's an EP. It's a bad EP. Well, you're, nah, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> now, you have it on MoFi. Get the fuck out of here. You have a MoFi copy. I was ju- oh my god, I was just looking at it yesterday too. I was going through like my Weezer stuff, just pulling it out, looking at it. <laughs> and the two ones I pulled like out to, like, specifically to look at was the Green MoFi. <laughs> And then my my ten inch of Sadie so with like the original cut on it, like that's those two I pulled down. I was like, ah, oh, these ones I'm proud of. <laughs> these ones I'm proud of. Oh my god! And I felt so stupid, but then I was like, I don't go fuck. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, man, this hobby. is dude Eminem show. The Eminem show. This is this is fantastic, and and I do I love the Marshmallows LP. That is great, but like the Eminem show, I do think, I do think it's a little bit better. I do think it's a little bit better. Wow. I think. Because, like, the biggest difference for me, what I hear, is the Marshall Mellers LP is is him kind of being being vulnerable in a personal way, saying, here are my problems as a person, here is me on a plate. The Eminem show pops up, and, and now, like, he's huge. He's fucking larger than life at this point. He's the yeah. biggest, like, music artist on earth, really. And, yes. and this and comes out, and, and now he's dealing with still his personal problems, but things that that are being that people are making fun of him for for being a white rapper right white america that is incredibly like deeper and more complex than just 
Like he's 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 going into like yeah, it's, I, I am a white person rapping. Here are the problems that I deal with. I understand your side of the story. Here is my side of the story. He's doing it in a tactful way because the tabloids were blowing up with Eminem. All all anybody ever saw Eminem was just white trash. Yeah, you're right. And, and kind of like rightfully so. That's how he built his his persona up to be. But now, like he's bringing his kid into the into the mix, or he's bringing his 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 marital problems into the mix. He's bringing who he is as a father into the mix. So these are these are these are more complex issues than the Marshall Mathers LP. These are these are these are more complex issues that he's diving in deeper with. And this song Superman is just so fucking bizarre, man. It's just so weird because it, it's dealing with like like him singing as he as as the narrator in this. Like, is he the pedophile here? Is he is he is he going against pedophilia? We don't really know what's going on. But then all mm-hmm. in that, like, it's all kind of culminating into this thing where he's bringing light to like pedophilia to to like sexualizing children to all of these different I know, all these different aspects and, and I think this album is just unbelievably underrated even though it's always in the top three of Eminem's best I do think it's underrated because it's hard to it's hard to to overplay or overshadow I guess uh, uh, the Marshmellers LP because of the big the, like the bangers that were on there they were like, the way I songs. am Slim Shady even uh, Stan, Stan. Which I, I, yeah. I think Stan is the greatest hip hop song of all time but like <laughs> like his first three albums, right? The Slim Shady LP that essentially like introduced the world to Eminem, and the Marshall Mathers LP kind of showed everybody like, damn, this guy, this guy, this guy is deep. And then the Eminem show solidified him in the top five rappers of all time, and that is like those three records. Just throwing a lot of bold statements back. out there. I mean, come on, Eminem is a top five rapper of all time. That's uh, he is he is fucking great. He's amazing. That, yeah, that's silly boy talk. But top five. Huh? That's a different yes. discussion for a different day. There's, I mean, there's no discussion. Eminem is for sure a top five rapper of all time. You, you, come on. Don't be silly. <laughs> crazy he really is up there, though. Yeah, of course he is. He is. And he had, a, he had a bigger hand in, like, the writing process. He had a bigger hand in the production process here. Because, I mean, don't forget, too, like, the Marshmellers LP, like, like Dre, that was like a Dre album. Like, Dre, yeah, had, that's I true. think Dre produced or co-produced every single song on that album. I know he wrote a lot of the songs on album here. Like M's doing most of the production here. He's he's doing most, did, if not all was, of the writing. Did Dre do this record too? I don't. He's on, he's on here. Some of the like he's on one of the skits. He's on. Oh, okay. A bunch but of. But he didn't skits. produce it, did he? Yeah, some of the songs he produced. Oh, some of them. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's play a little bit of Superman. So here it is from Eminem. Shit, baby, sick. You make me sick. Superman ain't saving shit. Girl. 
girl, you can jump on Shady's dick Straight from the hip, cut to the chase I tell a motherfucking slut to her face Play new games, say new names Ever since I broke up a what's her face I'm a different man, kiss my ass Kiss my lips, bitch, why ass? Kiss my dick, hit my cash I'd rather have you with my ass Don't put out, I'll put you out Won't get out, I'll push you out Puss blew out, poppin' shit Wouldn't piss on fire to put you out Am I too nice? Buy you ice Bitch, if you died, wouldn't buy you life Trying to be my new wife What, you Mariah? Fly through twice But I do know one thing, no Bitches, they come, they go Saturday through Sunday, Monday Monday through Sunday, yo Maybe I love you one day Maybe we'll someday grow Till then just sit your drunk ass on that fucking runway, ho I can't be your Superman Can't be your Superman Can't be your Superman Can't be your Superman 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 by Eminem The one and only Eminem This is a long song And honestly all of his songs are very They're too long All of his songs will be cut down by like two minutes <laughs> I don't know man This this song is fucking good It's good His, but his rapping, his flow, his bounce on this Is dude it's This is what Outkast made a career out of This to this type of, of bounce This is what, this is what Dre yeah. did constantly no, you're, God, right, you're right. And he, he, this is the only song on this album that sounds like this. Everything else is either kind of a joke song, and he always has that one joke song. Like, yeah, always. Without me is, is that joke song. The the real Slim Shady is that joke song, and this is and this is a deep cut, man. Ooh. I don't know if I've heard this. Well, I think I've heard this record in its entirety, but I don't remember anything about it outside of the the singles. If I think if you heard it, it again, there's there'd be a lot of parts on this record that you would remember. There's a part later on that it's it's it says featuring Haley. I don't know if it's his daughter, but it's called My Dad's Gone Crazy. Oh, I remember that song. And the hook is like, yeah. My Dad's Gone Crazy. Yeah, I definitely remember that song. Like that song was a fucking banger too. That was good. It was good. It wasn't like the greatest thing ever written, but it was good. Oh my god, dude. If it's not just like fucking run the jewels or oh, that's about it actually, then then it's <laughs> yeah. stupid. I mean you can't you you can't get better than run the jewels. You really can't. The truth. This is better. This is better than RTJ one, two, and three. Yes. Wow, that is so stupid. That's not stupid. <laughs> I come on, dude. This record better than. I mean, I, I, I could say okay, maybe Marshall Mathers or Slim Shady, those two records. You can make that argument, but not this. Come on. No, Slim Shady for sure. No, it's too raw. It's too unpolished. It's too unfocused. Marshall Mathers, I could see it. And again, I'm gonna say, it, Stan is the greatest hip hop song of all time ever. But this one, I think, Oof. full and full is better than one, two, and three. I think RTJ four like, arguably is like top three greatest hip hop albums of all time. Wow! I just I am fucking blown away by how I don't want to get into RTJ four again. Okay, okay. I know we we could talk forever about it all the fucking it. time, all the time. <laughs> no we did a whole matter, fucking episode about no it. Too. What genre of music we talk? We talk about beer in at least RTJ four. I know because they released the beer. Remember, like a year ago. I do. I remember. I saw yeah. the shirt too. My little pink shirt. That's right, yeah, the pink shirt. Wow, okay, yeah, let, let, let's move on. Let's move on from RTJ. Do we have anything else on Eminem? Nah. Okay. All right, so let's uh, get into some of the my stuff, stuff I've listened to, stuff I've got this week. And we're going to start with two albums that were in my purge pile, but I wanted to give them another chance before I made that final purge. And the first one comes from Judas Priest. So this is actually 
a uh, a compilation. Uh, so it's their first record, Rock and Rolla. Wait, what is that? Rockarola from 1974. It's all 10 songs from that. And then six of the songs from their second record from 1976 called Sad Wings of Destiny. So it's a compilation of those. It was put out by their old record label after they had blown up in the early 80s. And it was like a cash grab by their by their old record label. And the band does the band hates this that they ever released this compilation. They've always told fans don't buy it. Um, I actually got this comp from this this uh, this lot I got like a year ago. And I, I never really listened. To, I never listened to it, and I was just like, I'm not not a big fan of Judas Priest, so I just didn't care. It was in my purge pile. But then I thought I'd give it a chance, and I'm definitely not going to keep it. Oh, thank just, God! Yeah, I'm just not going to keep it, dude. This band, come on! I don't, what is I don't get on? Judas Priest. I don't get this band. Like Rob Halford, yeah, he's a fucking killer singer. No, he's but not. I, he's terrible. I think he's a good singer. He's the fucking he's a good metal, worst part of this band, singer. like by far. Nah, well, you like all that shit metal singing. Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford fucking made a band, an acoustic fucking annoying band together. You probably listened to it. I give it a shot. Why not? Why but not? Like the the instrumentals behind this were not were not heavy. It was like, like you take you take the, it was like bootleg Black Sabbath. You, you take the vocals out of Iron Maiden, and you have yourself like a better band. You take the vocals out of this, yeah, and it's like wow, dude, you guys also suck. <laughs> I I don't I don't get it. it it's fucking annoying because I've sold so much Judas Priest, especially like late seventies, early eighties Judas Priest on the vinyls and in various online and record shows, and I, I try and listen to them all the time. Because I think I'm missing something, and I still have not found anything that's even close <laughs> to resembling I'm missing something. Yeah, I mean, prior to this, in the last few months, I actually I listened to British Steel, and I thought it was so boring. And I also listened to what is it? Oh, Screaming for Vengeance. I listened to that one as well. I've so heard from that one 19, three times. Yeah, I neither neither of those albums ever appealed to me whatsoever. I just I don't I don't get the Judas Priest thing at all. But yeah, this comp, this comp is just—I just don't care. Maybe people like it. If you want it, let me know. I'll—I'll I'll give you a great deal on it. You know, you can fucking have it. But yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not keeping this compilation. So That's fucking trash. <laughs> so the next one, I, you and I you had both bought this clearly a few months it. ago. What's up? I said you are keeping this next one clearly because you opened it. Well, no, I cheated a little bit on this one. Because it's a sealed copy, <laughs> it's a sealed copy of Mat- Matchbook Romance and their second record, Voices. This record came out in two thousand six. It had a huge single uh, in the rock community called called Monsters, and that song is a fucking banger. Like you can't deny that song is not a banger. It's fucking amazing. It's fun. So, it no, it's a great fucking song. But that's about as far as the, as the album goes. Like, it's very dark and very melancholy sounding overall. But there's just not enough melody there it's just it falls flat a lot of the time and yeah i i should have canceled this record but i forgot to cancel this record when it when it was up for pre-order so don't remember having I mean, a hard don't forget don't forget who told you to cancel like you every did. other no, fucking third day you did over i would and just over forget i know over. you're right you're totally right so now i'm stuck <laughs> with <laughs> you're stuck with this mediocre record <laughs> one day of a song. but yeah they only ever put out two records so yeah because they're not good yeah. Yeah, it just I don't I don't understand how you can make such a great song like Monsters and then the rest of the album is just so just falls flat. It's it's lame. But no, I did not open this record. It's still sealed because I didn't want to open it and then have the cost go down or have the value go down a little bit. Is it worth is it worth more than we than we or I guess you paid for it now? No, nah, I I mean if it sells on Discogs, I'll break even. 
but I'm probably gonna have to sell for a little bit less if I really want to sell it fast. I'm gonna have to sell it for less, for less. You know, eat a eat maybe like five bucks or something, six bucks, which isn't terrible. Bad. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go through my discogs, like really go through my discogs and add a shit ton of stuff in the next couple of weeks because I have so many records I need to sell. It's it's out of it's out of control. Not as crazy as you, but I have a lot of records to sell. So honestly, gotta, you can do. It takes me like, like two or three Brooklyn Nine Nine episodes to log like a hundred records. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, it's it's so much easier than listening on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm watching it. I'm drinking. I'm laughing. I take a little break. I add them on Discog. Call it a day. (laughs) Oh, don't you? Aren't you so happy you have a laptop now? Like a really good laptop. Oh, look at all the shit you've been able to do. No way I could do this without a laptop. Yeah. That's why you should listen to me more. I give out good advice all the time. One, that's one piece of advice that you've given out ever <laughs> since I've known you that has been high. <laughs> all right. This last thing here comes from uh, an artist near and dear to me. Uh, this band is called Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13, uh, fronted by my boy Wednesday 13. We did Frankenstein Drag Queens a year ago or something like that, and you thought they were okay. Not gonna lie, you thought they were okay, um, and it seems like they're they're re-releasing all of their albums on vinyl very slowly. Uh, a few months ago, they they re-released Night of the Living Drag Queens. Now this month, they repressed uh, or actually pressed for the very first time their first record, The Late 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 Show, which was 19, it came out in 1996. They actually recorded this album two weeks after the band formed. And Wednesday wrote all the music. I mean, they probably were 19, 20 years old or something like that when they put this record out in the middle of the Bible Belt, North Car- or South Carolina or whatever. Like this, th- this kind of music, they were they would get the shit beaten out of them because this it was just so controversial at that time in that area of the United States. And um, yeah, I love this record. I love this band. I think Wednesday Thirteen is one of my favorite artists. You know, I, he's, I don't know. I just really, really enjoy his music. I think he writes really catchy, weird horror punk and horror metal nowadays. But, um, yeah. So, so my, my pick of the week is the, uh, technically the opening song off of the record called Galactic Chicken Shit. So here is a bit of, uh, Galactic Chicken Shit from Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13. Planet 
There you have it. Galactic chicken shit. From the Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13. First release from this band. So what do you think of this one? How much did you uh, love it and hate it <laughs> at the same time? It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this. It's, 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 not, it's not setting any records, really. Okay. It's, it's uh, I don't know. Like if I went to a show, if somebody brought me to a show and they played nothing but music like this, I would never complain. <laughs> I would never go on my own volition, but I, would n- I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't complain. I've dragged you to several Wednesday 13 concerts, too. Sure. I just, I, I did. I just think it's just like mediocre rock and roll music. Ah, oh, man. I just, I don't agree with you. I think it's just mediocre rock and roll music backed by gimmicks and, and smoke and mirrors. No, the gimmicks are all part of it. It's, it's all, it's all one thing, baby. All one thing. Like Bolts and Octane at least brought good rock and roll music. <laughs> but Wednesday brings more punk. He's more of a punk thing than. Than rock and roll. Come on. Sure, sure. But whatever, whatever. I enjoy it, and I'm glad they they this is they finally pressed this record to vinyl. It has brand new artwork as well. The artwork's completely new. Um, comes with a nice lyric insert with it. It's not totally bootleg, which is nice, but it is it is a an import. It is from Europe. I, I forgot what country, but yeah, it comes from over there. But yeah, it seems like this one particular label in over. And I think it's in. I think it might be Italy actually. They're the ones that are seem to be repressing these old Frankenstein Drag Queen records. So that's pretty pretty rad for me, at least. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you are buying uh, mediocre rock music. It's <laughs> good. I'm just so stoked to have these records on vinyl. I'm so happy. I love sure. it. I love Wednesday Thirteen. Love Wednesday. Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> All right, let's move on to uh what do we got oh some new music that's hap- that's com- come out this week right yeah. that's what we're doing so yeah. uh no new songs uh that, that we would want to play or anything like that but some new albums that came out this week that that are might be worth talking about let's start with uh death cab for cutie they put out a new so- new album called asphalt meadows what do you think of this one i thought it was good but it wasn't good enough for me to want to buy i 100 percent agree with you on that I I enjoyed my listen through, but I would don't think I'd ever go back to it. Right. There was nothing there for me to to return to to it. So, yeah, good one time listen for sure. Yeah. And Ben Gibbard has a really good. I mean, I've always really loved his voice. He just has a soothing way of singing. Even when the the songs aren't always there, it's always it's always nice to hear his voice. Very very pleasant. Very pleasant man. But let's move on. Uh, Michelle Branch put out a new record called the trouble with fever. Now I want to know what you think about this one. This was, this was surprising because I, I did not like this in any capacity. Okay. Thank God. I didn't think anything <laughs> about this was good. I, I was fucking surprised that this even like made it out of the, out of the drawing board. Like, <laughs> wow. This was impressively boring at best. I know I got four songs deep and I shut it off. I didn't know what was going on. It just, it was so dull. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't like this one. No, this was uh, this was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's just the, it, there's nothing here. It's like almost non-existent. Yeah. There's nothing here to even talk about. It's so boring. <laughs> God damn, that was. It's just so stupid. Such a stupid album. Sorry, Michelle Branch. You put out one good album, but which we anyway. don't even know if it's good because I mean it's been a while since I listened to it. So <laughs> it's probably been like 20 years since I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh boy! But the song "Everywhere," come on, that song is oh, that, a that's a Solidified. that's a beyond banger, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and come on, who didn't have a crush on her? You know, at Dude, that age? Michelle Branch. Come on, you don't even have to look at her fucking face at all. Just hear that voice, and you're just yeah. falling in love. You just you fall in love with her instantly. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> all right, um, my boys in Black Audio. They put out a new record called Trop de Amor. And what'd you think of this one? So here's a funny little little anecdote. I was playing this at the record store. And oh, uh, no. <laughs> these these like bro looking guys came in. I just, you don't see bros in Arizona. You just don't. Okay. Um, so these bro looking guys came in and he walks in. I'm playing this and he looks up at me and I go, what's up? He's like, black audio? I was like, what the fuck? What? Really? <laughs> I swear. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. This, and then he said the name, the, 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 the Trump DMR. I was like, what the hell, dude? And this is on, this was on Sunday, right? No. Wow. Yeah. yeah this, was on, this was yesterday. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's when you were. Worked, yeah, this was right? this was this was yesterday. I was like, God damn, dude! Like you already listened to it, and I was like, Oh, like are you are you a fan? He's like, Yeah, dude, I fucking love AFI. I love anything Davey does, and I was just <laughs> incredibly shocked that some guy that I that I stereotyped as he walked in did not meet my expectations. Um, <laughs> but as, as I far as, like that, it's funny too because when he put in his phone number for like our rewards program, his area code was nine four nine. Ah, almost a bro. Okay, so almost, a bro. almost a bro. Almost a bro. Almost a bro, yeah. Irvine, um, you know. But I thought the uh I thought the music was good. I thought the music was actually good. I could listen to it. The vocals mm-hmm. were like half and half. Half I thought they were acceptable. I didn't mind them. And the other half I could not fucking stand. Sometimes when he goes in the lower registers, I just yeah. don't like that. I think it's bad. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't like his lower register either. I think it's it's very theater and I, I think it's kind of obnoxious. But the production, I felt like the production on this record was really good. The beats were good. The musically, it was a really good electronic record. But Davey was, Davey was definitely the weakest point on this record. I, I would never buy this on vinyl. And I don't think I'd ever really listen to it again unless we did a black audio record on the pod, which I do want to do eventually. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to this. And what's really annoying is the one black audio record I love has never been pressed. They pressed every single one of their records except their first one, the one that I up soon then. that I like. It's the one I like. But yeah, anyway, go get into that. If you, if you like AFI, if you like Black Audio, check it out. So the last thing comes from the band The Mars Volta. My Boys and The Mars Volta, one of my favorite bands of all time. First record in 10 years. Self-titled record, so The Mars Volta is Mars Volta. Um, this is was, This was... Quite a doozy. Quite a doozy. What'd you think of it? So I, I only did it once, and I just didn't know if I, if I was in enough time. And I really wanted to, to sit down with like headphones and really get into the nuance of it. I didn't, but mm-hmm. I, I threw it on just so I could at least, having, having had said I listened to it at least once. And I did I did enjoy it. I had zero expectations for this. I, I really just thought, like, I'm going to hate this no matter what. But, <laughs> but there was a lot of stuff on here that I, that I really liked. On, on a first listen, I did catch a lot of this like like jazzier, Latin influenced rock stuff. Some stuff that I thought was very similar to De Facto, not as dub as De Facto is, but kind of in that same vein of of, of jammy, kind of like down tempo jazz stuff. Mm-hmm. At at times, Cedric, fuck man, he is so annoying. Really? This is, I thought he was so fucking obnoxious on some of these songs. The ones where he sings in Spanish, I thought were cool. I thought they were mm-hmm. fine. 
but I'm past the point of, of singing in a foreign language as being like a novelty that I, I, I can get behind bad vocals. And <laughs> I just, I think he's kind of obnoxious. But the music I thought was, was solid. And this is something that I may, I, I, it would take another listen for me to fully get on board with this, but this is something that I may buy in the vinyls. But you won't get Amputexture. I mean, that's just, that's a bad album, so. God, you just say the dumbest shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, come on, dude. There's no way you could think this is better than Amputexture. I, I had very low expectations for this Mars Volta record because out of the three singles, I thought one of them was terrible. The song Vigil. I hated that song. The other two songs I enjoyed, especially Graveyard Love. And so I just, I went in with very a very open mind and I ended up liking this much more than I was expecting. I listened to it. I listened to it first on vinyl. I maxed out my speakers. I really wanted to hear it. And then I listened to it again with, with earbuds in like good earbuds and the, it's a different experience. It's just, I feel it was a much different experience listening to it with headphones. And I, and I prefer it that way because you do hear the nuances. You hear the little production, the, the little like nuances of the, the, just the the guitar things that he throws in there that are just really buried in the mix, but they add such a such a nice way to fill up the space. And it, none of it sounds convoluted. None of it sounds busy at any moment. There is some of the like Omar's like typical. I don't want to say it's not full wank on here, but there is some of that winkiness that you hear on at the Drive-In's last record in Teralia. But it's stuff that you're only going to really hear unless you have headphones, and because. If you don't have the headphones, and it's hard to differentiate between the two sides, because this is a very stereo-sounding record, much like Interalia was from at the drive-in. And I think this is probably the production-wise. This is probably one of the best things Omar has ever done, from from a production standpoint, because everything has always sounded so messy. The tones have always sounded like kind of kind of cheap at points. Like I don't know, but this one he he knocked it out of the park he really really did i was i was very impressed by this one and i had very low expectations but yeah mars volta the mars volta is the mars volta okay okay it's good stuff i know we 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 talked we talked about doing this record on the pod which i'm sure we will at some point we should Um, as as in the near future since it's going to be still fresh yeah probably within like maybe the next month month and a half i'd imagine we'll do this album because we got to do it Got to rank, the rank them, baby. You got to rank them, and you better rank this lower than Amputexture. Fucking cuck over yeah, here. You never know. Well, I don't know about that, dude. Um, all right, so let's move on. This last thing here, it was this was just announced a few hours ago. Uh, so this is, we're, we're Monday evening here in California and Arizona. So a few hours ago, the Smashing Pumpkins uh, released the re- they they announced the release date for their brand new ad- album called I think it's pronounced Adam. It's spelled A T U M. It's going to be released April 21st, 2023. So we have quite a, quite a ways. What is that? Seven months from six, seven months from now. Sure. And uh, they released the vinyl pre-orders. So Jeff and I bought a copy of the vinyl pre-order. Uh, they're limiting it, limit, limiting it to about 1,300 copies. 1,333. 33, yes, exactly. I don't know what the significance of that exact number is. I have no idea either. Huh. But Oh, probably because the album is... 33 songs and it's it's supposed to be this huge like rock opera kind of thing similar this is supposed to be this is supposed to be part three of this overarching story from melancholy 
Machina one and two, and then this is supposed Good to be the final act of God. It. That box, that four-hour box set. He couldn't tell a fucking story. It's longer than <laughs> well, the Godfather. Machina one and two is like three LPs as well. Come if you take, on, if you take those dude. three, come on. Are those two albums? Those are like three LPs, at least three LPs. But dude, who, yeah, who so so this this will be the guy. I think he is a genius. That's that's who he thinks he is. If he can't, it, oh dude, I don't I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Well, but I'm that, excited. Dude. I'm excited. And then, oh, so you, you have this 33 song song album that's coming out, and then this this whole box set that that's being released in April. It, it's it's a four LP box, a four LP you know album, and then there's going to be seven seven inches with ten extra songs like B sides from this record. There's this huge lyric booklet. Like the packaging is going to be fucking crazy. Like even though you don't like melancholy and you love talking shit on Billy Corgan and this band, you know that the melancholy box set is it's an amazing package. Like there's a lot there and it's really really great. I feel like this is gonna kind of knock that, you know, just be better than that. I I think this is gonna be this is gonna be something really cool, something really. I mean, special. it can't be worse musically. So <laughs> <laughs> you're such an ass. And then Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer from Smashing Pumpkins, was on. He was on some some youtube podcast thing last week and he said that uh in i think he said in november december they're going to be announcing another record an actual real true rock record that they they just finished recording that jimmy and and billy corgan just finished recording so they're going to be announcing another regular rock record uh, in the next few months so Goody. a lot of a lot of smashing pumpkins and i am excited i am excited yeah Dude, don't act like you you think you're so much better than than everybody. I don't I don't think I am. I know I'm better than everybody. That's that's why I act like this. I know you like this band, and I, I and don't I know, like this band. And I know you're you're only not getting melancholy just out of spite, just out of spite. I, I, out no, of spite. melancholy is not a good record. It's just not good. But you have at least one. You have at least one pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know that you have at least one box set of melancholy. <laughs> Well, I do know that because you did add it to your discogs. <laughs> you little shit. I know you have it. And, and I, I, I know every time I go out there, you you hide it. You, I know you purposely hide it because I, I can't I, find I, it. I do have Siamese Dream, and I wish I would have bought a, a door when I saw it readily and, and at Grace Records multiple times. Yeah, now that, now that one's hard to find. That was always the really easy one to find. Eh, that's why I never bought oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. I think it. that was I my favorite it. one. No, I think that it was Gish and then a door and then Siamese Dream. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Gish has always been really cheap. I'm surprised you never picked that one up. Is it? Can you still buy it? I think I think you could probably buy it for like thirty bucks. Oh. And you spent like fifty for Siamese Dream. Get the fuck out of here! Oh, we didn't. That was like, that was not fifty. That was like forty bucks. Mm, okay. I don't know about that, dude. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's all I got. You have anything else on this on this episode? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Spotify especially. Give us five stars. Keep listening. Tell all your friends because we are the best. And listen to the main episode because we're getting into Paramore and their record, Riot. And we're going to rank all their records, too. So check it out. Keep listening. That's it. That's all. Look, we're going to